Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we debunk the myths about breastfeeding and beyond. And today we're going to be talking about breast massage with Maya Bowman and Ann Witt. Maya, Ann, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I think that all of you will find this interesting, but let, it, let me tell you just a little bit about our guest uh, or guests before we get started. And that is Maya Bowman was certified as an IBCLC in 2001. She currently works as a lactation consultant at Cleveland Clinic Hillcrest Hospital and at Breastfeeding Medicine of Northeast Ohio. Maya is well known internationally for her work promoting hand expression and breast massage to breastfeeding mothers. And she has worked closely with Dr. Ann Witt, whom I'm going to introduce to you in a moment. And they have worked to create an instructional video, The Basics of Breast Massage and Hand Expression. And they have also conducted research on the effectiveness of therapeutic breast massage and lactation, both in the office and as a treatment at home for mothers. So before we talk about therapeutic breast massage and lactation, I'd like to introduce to you Dr. Ann Witt. Dr. Witt founded Breastfeeding Medicine of Northeast Ohio in 2008 to provide specialized breastfeeding medicine support to mothers and infants. She's a board-certified family physician and a fellow in the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. Dr. Witt graduated from Case Western University School of Medicine and completed her residency in family medicine at University of Washington in Seattle. Dr. Witt conducted clinical research on pediatric postpartum lactation support, engorgement, therapeutic breast massage, and infectious causes of chronic breast pain. So uh, I'm really delighted that they are here today to talk with us. And before we get really too deep into this, I want to make sure that everybody is clear about how Anne and Maya are using these words. So could we start, please, with breast massage and, uh, excuse me, therapeutic breast massage in lactation. I want to make sure that people understand that it's, that there's a difference between massage, breast massage, uh, hand expression. So could one of you unravel those terms for us so that we're really clear about what you mean here? So we use the terminology therapeutic breast massage and lactation to say this is breast massage to help you when you're having some difficulties, such as when you have pain or engorgement or plug dust. That's kind of where the terminology of therapeutic comes from. But breast massage in general would be, we view as a very light touch to help um, you decrease any swelling in the breast. When we're talking about therapeutic breast massage and lactation, it's actually combining light breast massage with hand expression. So it's both things are going together. 
Yeah. The, yes. the massage is really light touch and it's going back towards the armpit or what we call the axilla because mm-hmm. that is where the lymph nodes that are in the breast drain. And so when you have, when you need massage for a kind of discomfort or pain, it's going to, you're going to drain the swelling from the breast by gently massaging up towards the armpit. And then the hand expression can help get the milk out if you say you're not having a baby feeding or something like that. So in some way, there is an overlap in that both are using sure. during the mm-hmm. thing, but they are two different um, points in the care. Yeah, I think that it's so important that people know that because as you probably know, <laughs> and I've lived long enough to know, people <laughs> hear something and they're sort of right, but they're not really following necessarily what you're saying. So uh, sure. good that you've you've talked about breast therapeutic breast massage and lactation as really combining those two concepts. Yes. Now, at least once or twice, you mentioned the word gentle. So it seems to me that you really want to emphasize gentle. Why would why would the gentle be so important? So probably for two reasons. One is we don't want to cause any harm in doing massage. Uh, you know, if you do something really hard, you can cause dis- tissue damage, which can cause inflammation, which can actually make the problem worse. Worse. Yeah. The, other, the other factor is our massage is going kind of on a principle that we're helping activate the lymph nodes with a very light touch. And uh, I'm sorry, the lymphatics. And the lymphatics are very much on the light surface just under the skin. So a light touch is what's going to activate the lymph nodes, which helps the fluid be mobilized. A, a third reason is that oxytocin, which is one of the hormones that helps the milk let down, it is triggered by light massage. So pain or anything deep is going to block oxytocin, which is going to block the milk letting down. So all three of those reasons um, are why it's really important to have a light touch. Yes. I would add that uh, touch is about an ounce pressure. So if somebody can use a kitchen scale to put the hand down and see what one ounce feels like. Or I will tell mom, it's like touching your baby's face, gentle. Oh, yes. And it makes a big difference for them to understand what I meant by light touch. I love that analogy. It's like touching your baby's face. Yes. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Because otherwise, sometimes we, we come from the idea that more is better and more is not always better. Right. This, exactly. is a, this is really a case where uh, more could be inhibitory rather yes. than therapeutic. Yeah, yes. yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, when you started out, you talked about the idea of the, well, actually, could we back up just one tiny moment? Mm-hmm. You mentioned about the lymphatic system. And because we have many different people who are listening, don't necessarily have a healthcare background, we also have people in 65 different countries. So can you give us just a a real simple explanation of what the lymphatic system does? The lymphatic system is part of your body that kind of helps mobilize fluid and help the fluid get from one part of the body to the other. It also is what's going to carry kind of white blood cells and kind of immune cells the lymphatics um, are throughout your whole body, but then they collect and kind of up towards where like your, what people talk about lymph nodes in various parts of your body. 
So different parts of your body are drained um, towards the lymph nodes in different areas. For the breast, about 75 to 85% of that drainage occurs up towards the armpit where there's a collection of lymph nodes. So the idea of the lymphatics is to help mobilize fluid so it doesn't sit in one area. And specifically for the breast, if there's a lot of fluid sitting around, like if you're engorged, it could block some ducts so maybe the milk wouldn't flow as well. I think this really leads me to what was going to be my next question, but maybe you can say it more succinctly than I could, which is why most women will will, uh, massage their milk towards their nipple with the idea that they want to get the milk out. And there may be a time and a place and a reason for that, but you're saying, no, you're going to go in the other direction because... So we literally need to go with the flow and we need to see <laughs> fluid we need to move. So if we want to express milk, you're absolutely correct. You need to compress and express out towards the nipple. But before we want to get the milk flowing, we need to decrease the swelling in the breast. And if you, I put it very simply, the lymphatic system carries fluid. During labor, usually most women will get more fluid on board through IV. Mm-hmm. And so lymphatic system is kind of overloaded with fluid, so it's going to slow down how fast it's moving the fluid around the body. The fluid always flows towards the heart, so whatever is the lowest part from that will get more swollen. So the breast is the organ that kind of down, and the areola area gets very, very swollen, so you need to move the fluid up in the breast. And also lymphatic vessels have an opening only one way. So we actually, when we're pushing down, we're going against the floor. So does it make sense? Yes, absolutely. Makes sense to me. So then here's another thing that I get more from professionals, usually those who are attending my lactation, my comprehensive lactation course. But Marie, what about that lumpy stuff that is in the woman's underarm? Is that some kind of anomaly, something abnormal? And I say to them, well, it certainly could be. However, so can you talk to us a little bit about what you observe from a visual standpoint or even the standpoint of palpating it? How can you tell the difference between what I guess I would just call those uh, swollen lymph nodes uh, as opposed to something that is an anomaly? So are you talking about that first week after delivery yeah. when I was engorged? I think think that is probably more commonly accessory breast tissue. So you can have breast tissue that extends up into the armpit. And so imagine that breast tissue up in that area getting swollen and engorged like the breast. But that the milk in that breast tissue probably doesn't have a path to come out as much. So that needs period of time to kind of calm down and the milk to involute or go away. And there's a lot of swelling involved in that area. So in that first week, after delivery, when things are engorged, I, I give time for the body to heal itself and to kind of for that inflammation to decrease before that I would think of anything. Sure. Um, another thing you can do around that area is do some pumping, gentle pumping with your fingertips up into your armpit to kind of activate the areas of the lymphatic system around that area that, um, and to help the fluid flow in the right direction to help drain that area. Um, so I think it would be unusual, in terms of your specific question, trying to identify what's abnormal and what's normal, 
I would argue that most swellings in the armpit at that time are probably going to be normal. It would probably be something that's persisting for past the mom's engorgement period that would warrant reevaluation. But I would give it time to get past that engorgement system before thinking further about it. Uh, I would agree. Because certainly, go ahead. Uh, and I would usually advise mom not to press into this part because they're all trying to get it out. Oh, so right. <laughs> and then it's causing more swelling. So we advise that massage up into armpit and then cold compresses right in that place usually will take care of the swelling. Yes. Yes, I would agree. Uh, I would absolutely agree. And I think it's just really important that people know, as you said, uh, that it's that tale of Spence. It mm-hmm. is... It is breast tissue, but it's sort of not the same type of breast tissue. I don't know if that's quite the right word, but it will will behave. It will behave the same way. Maybe that's the right way to put it. And so I would definitely agree with the cold uh, compresses. Thanks for mentioning that. Do you think that there's any... Uh, And we might need to, oh, I see we're getting real close to the break here. I think that on the other side of the break, I'd really like to talk a little bit about... um, if there is, uh, I've just seen some of these people who are really, really hugely engorged. They use the ice. It doesn't work. And uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that sequence of things. So uh, for all of you who are listening, believe me, Anne and Maya have much more to tell you here. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? 
If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuzzo, your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here today with Maya Bullman and with Dr. Ann Witt. We're talking about therapeutic breast massage in lactation. And before we go on, I would just like to remind you that you got to kind of step on the gas here a little bit if you want to attend my comprehensive lactation program in Dallas. That will be happening in November, but you can still register. Here's what to do. It, go to breastfeedingoutlook.com. Again, that's breastfeedingoutlook.com. And you can still sign up for Dallas. Or if you're looking for a little bit of sunshine on your shoulders in the winter, I will also be giving that comprehensive lactation course in February uh, in Orlando. So go to the website, breastfeedingoutlook.com, or give us a call, 703-787-9894. Again, 703-787-9894. We'll be happy to get you set up with that course or any other. So, Maya, and before we were uh, going to break, I mentioned that people get engorged, and I would say not always, but typically about 99% of the engorgement that I've ever seen in a career has been during that first week or so. It certainly could happen at a different time, but that's where I've seen it the most, and I have found that Professionals get really frustrated with not knowing what to do, what to do when or in what sequence, what to do if that doesn't work. For example, I'm in favor of the ice, but I know that there would be other people who would say, well, what about reverse pressure softening, which is the brainchild of uh, Gene Cotterman in 1993? What about pumping? What about cabbage? What about, what about, what about? So how do all of those strategies fit in, first, second, third, not at all, with therapeutic breast massage and lactation? So we actually, uh, and I've been uh, talking to Jean Cotterman back years ago about my breast massage, therapeutic breast massage. She helped me a lot with uh, thinking over the whole thing. So we need to think that engorgement is swelling, and we need to decrease swelling first and then to have the milk out. So going with the flow is uh-huh. the thing to do. Uh-huh. So first, if the breast is truly engorged, 
we start with that gentle massage up into armpit. Uh, we do have a video on our website, so you're welcome to give a link and we um, we demonstrate there how to do this massage. But the gentle massage going up into the armpit alternating with some hand expression or babies who can latch to Lat that. Sure. Also do sometimes they can't, but... But we do reverse pressure also to kind of trying to soften the areola area and the baby's usually latching just fine. Um, cold pegs, because if, if it's a swelling, the cold will work better. We also tell mothers to listen to their own bodies. And if oh, warm yeah, is a little bit better, they can use warm, but no heat for long time. Right, uh, right. And then if you think about pumping, in terms of pumping, if pumping can remove the milk, that would be beneficial. But usually with the true engorgement, they cannot get anything out because of a I swelling. Agree. And then I the totally pumping agree. will bring the swelling even more down. So that's going to kind of, so hand expression is probably going to work better at this time. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I can't help but say that I think that not very long ago, I had one too many mothers who told me that somebody had told her to put the pump on. And she said, that hurt worse than the engorgement. And I thought, you know, I have just heard this too many times. It's like, I am never going to recommend the pump again. It, I, I really do believe that it is painful and I don't think it's effective. And it sounds like you are in that yeah. same camp. We yeah. definitely agree. When the mom's yeah. engorged, we really focus on decreasing the swelling in that area. And even mm -hmm. if you soften the nipple and areola first so that the milk can start flowing, then you can usually get the baby latched. Or if the baby's you can do more hand expression, which will help the milk come sure. out, not with getting the swelling of the pump. But overall, the pump seems to bring more swelling. We also I see other set of pumping exclusively will see uh -huh. much better result if they do massage first. And then you can't expression and then go into pumping. Yeah, see, I, I got to tell you, I think that I'm just so old that in my day, we didn't necessarily always have an electric pump or have mm -hmm. one handy or mm -hmm. have enough to go around to everybody. And we just learned that we had to do something else. Right. So I think the younger set of lactation consultants tend to get out the pump because it's so familiar to them. But in this particular context, I think it has a limited value. So let yeah, me I mean, ask you this. Our hands. We use our yep. hands much more. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you there. Uh, and by the way, for those of you who want to know more about hand expression, I did an entire episode on this show with Francie Webb, and she talked about hand expression with the aim of being to use the expressed milk, whereas Anne and Maya are talking about this more from the standpoint of therapeutic and discomfort and that sort of thing. So they are absolutely related, but Francie has... A sort of a different angle of which she talked about it on the show. So that's where to get more information about that. All right. So how about this, which is what other cultures use breast massage other than just old nurses who, who, <laughs> who didn't always have all these fancy things. What other cultures use breast massage? Um, we speak around the country and we speak around the world. And I usually put the disclosures that neither me or Dr. Witt invented breast massage <laughs> this, is, this was around since the beginning i i was born and raised in belarus 
uh, which was a part of Soviet Union. Yeah. Uh, and I was taught by my great aunt, the uh, who was a midwife in the 70s and the 80s, and I was taught the breast massage then. And I also went back multiple times uh, to Russia to train with uh, different consultants and doctors. And so there are some people that very trained in breast massage in Russia, for example. Japan has uh, Akitani massage and many other breast massages that they use for treatment of engorgement. We did visit Thailand in 2015, and we saw many uh, examples of how they use breast massage in a hospital, in an outpatient setting. We know about gua sha therapy that originates in China. Oh, Uh, yes. Uh Arugan breast massage is from Philippines. So I do believe that they use different techniques. Um, There are a lot of controversies with people who are doing breast massage but not trained, and breast massage is painful, so we do not recommend that type of massage. But I would say probably um, every culture has that type of uh, breast massage that they've been used, and it goes from uh, mother to daughter and so on, so it's like a culture, an art of massage in every culture. So, Will, since this has been going on for millennia, we'll be happy to know that you did not invent this. (laughs) (laughs) You're just not that old. Right. So... Culture is good. I value culture. I think that tradition probably teaches us a lot, but we're in a very evidence-based society nowadays, at least here in the U.S. So uh, talk to us about any research that supports therapeutic breast massage and lactation. And that is the exact reason we did the research. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, you know, when we were starting to do all this and talking about, oh, it's working, we're seeing patients working, I was kind of like, well, no one's going to believe it unless we do some research to help quantify it. Because yeah. you're right, that is the error that we are in. So we've done two studies on therapeutic breast massage. Uh, one is kind of from the mother's point of view of us, you know, we see moms in the first couple days postpartum when engorgement is often at a peak. And we t- teach them the basic principles of the gentle massage towards the armpit, the gentle hand expression, and teach them the tools to use that at home. Um, so we did a study kind of quantifying their response and what they found that they found that instruction helpful. And then we also did a study looking at moms whose engorgement is more severe so that they came in, because, you know, you were talking about those moms where the ice isn't working or things aren't working. It's just really severe engorgement. So for those moms, sometimes they need more help than what they can do at home. And so we did a study looking at when moms come into the office and then we are actually doing the massage in the office to help them. And in that study, we looked at engorgement for mastitis and for plug duct. How did the therapeutic breast massage um, help? So when looking at that study, uh, we found that we, to quantify this, we had to kind of come up with numbers of things to measure. So when looking at engorgement, we used something called the Humanic Scale, which was a study oh, done yeah. several yeah. years ago. Sugar and Humanic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yep. Yep. So well, it, that goes back a ways, Anne. Yeah. It does. It does. After 1994, I think it was. I was going to say that. Yes. Uh, Sharon Humanek, and I think she did it with uh, Pam Hill. Yes. 
Yep. Yes, exactly yep. right. Yep. So they quantified engorgement on a scale, ranging from very firm, very tender, down to firm tender, firm beginning tenderness, firm non-tender, slight change. And they had about six points on their severity of engorgement severity. So we use that to say, okay, the moms that came into our office, how severe was their engorgement? Then we did the massage, and then we rated their engorgement after the massage to, on that scale to see if they went down on the scale severity. And then we also asked mom's um, kind of pain level and their treatment response to pain level. So when looking at engorgement severity, the moms that we did massage in the office, about 53% of them were in the very firm, very tender scale. And then, and only about 18% were in the firm beginning. After the massage, all the moms got out of that very firm, very tender and dropped down to the kind of that middle range, firm beginning tender. Um, Pretty compelling, Anne. It's very, it's definitely a statistically significant and very compelling. And then we looked at periareolar swelling, and 93% of the moms had periareolar swelling, and afterwards only about 7%. So really for that swelling right in the front, um, it greatly decreased. Um, I know wow. we're going to probably have to go on a break soon, um, but after that I can also talk about kind of the pain levels and looking at plug duct and mastitis. You took the words right out of my mouth, Anne. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Hey, everybody, don't go away because they're going to come back and do exactly what Anne just said. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm here today with Maya Bullman and Dr. Ann Witt, and they're talking with us about therapeutic breast massage and lactation. So, Ann, before we went to break, you were telling us about those studies, the results of the studies, and how it uh, statistically significantly reduced the amount of engorgement. Okay, so that's really great for your scale, but how about for pain level? What does it do for that? Yeah, so I think that's the most important thing is kind of looking at mom's perception. What is, how is their pain doing? So we did, we looked at pain level both on physical exam when we were examining moms, but also just mom's self-reported pain in the last 24 hours. And this was for moms, whether they're engorged, mastitis, or plug duct for pain level. So all three of those areas. So mom's breast pain level when they came in um, was a medium of 6.4 over 10. And their nipple pain was a median of 4.6 over 10. After the massage, it statistically dropped by about 50%. So their mean breast pain level was 2.8 over 10. And nipple pain also was 2.8 out of 10. So basically about a 50% decrease of pain while they were in the office um, using the massage. That's impressive, Anne. Now, let me ask you this. Are the women themselves performing that or do you need to do it for them in order to get that result? So for in this study, this was us performing it on the moms in the office. Because you did, wanted consistency, I'm sure. Yeah, and this was also the moms that were more severe difficulties. So these were the oh, moms right. that had tried right. stuff at home already, and that wasn't sure. working. So you are, you are dealing with people that are in more pain or have more difficulties. Um, we also did a similar thing looking at, so those moms who had plug ducts, we had almost 30 moms with plug ducts. And we to quantify that, we looked at plug duct scale size. So if moms had a plug that was more than five centimeters or oh, about uh-huh. three to five centimeters or one to three centimeters. And when we started the study, about 40% of the moms had a plug that was more than five centimeters in size. And after the massage, none of the moms had large plugs. So uh, had, and, uh, d- did you mean to say millimeters? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, no. Um, Centimeters. These were large. These were large. So some okay. of these, if it was like kind of the whole quadrant of the breast. Oh, got it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is large. No, you're right. So they, so some moms were coming. Then, then we also had moms that had, you know, one to three centimeters, which would be what, five to 30 millimeters. Um, and so, but what we found after the massage is that almost 60% of the moms, their plugs were resolved or gone. Um wow. And, and, or those who still had it, about 30% of them, they were a lot smaller. So they were more in that one to three centimeter range. 
So what I need to make sure the listeners understand is when Anne is saying that this is severe engorgement, she's not kidding. This is severe. And the results she was able to get with this technique is, as I said earlier, very compelling. So Anne or or Maya, either one of you, I had a physician put me on the spot as I was delivering my uh, lactation review course here in Boston a couple of months ago. He raised his hand and he said, so what would be a typical presentation of engorgement? And I found myself a little bit stuck for words. I'm like, well, uh, I don't know if there's, I'm typical. It was just not a word that was coming to my mind. I was thinking it tends to vary a lot. But how would you describe engorgement? How common is it? And what's its natural course? So the natural course of engorgement is that it peaks around two to four days postpartum. Uh-huh. Um, it can be, there can be a few moms that have what we call as a bimodal distribution where they peak in the first week and then they oh, have yeah. another peak in about yeah. two weeks. So that's not very common. But as you mentioned, it can occur to some people that way. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, in terms of severity, I think that's probably something that's probably changed over the year and we don't have a recent collection of that de- data. I bet you also severity depends on what culture you're in and what the birthing practices are in terms of how fluid overloaded you are. Um, But I would guess, you know, you know, probably 50% of moms are in that kind of firm, non-tender, tender stage when they're feeling engorged, where the breasts feel full, they feel the milk coming in, but it's not necessarily debilitating and and horrible. Um, But then you're going to have some moms that have a very severe Um, case. And those are the moms that we're talking about. And I, excuse me, I have seen some women that tend to have engorgement come on with what I would call the big swoosh. It kind of hits them quickly and uh, dramatically. And others seem to have a uh, more gradual onset. I have always blamed that on the amount of frequency of stimulation they had in the first couple of days. But I frankly don't know if there's any research to back that up or not. What would you say? There is one research study that showed increased frequency of breast emptying in the first couple of days didn't didn't decrease engorgement okay. severity, but it was a small okay. study, so not like a definitive study. But yeah, there sure. is, I, think, I think more frequent emptying would be a helpful thing. Yeah, I mean, that's never a bad thing to recommend no matter what, because right. uh, it has some other benefits as well. Um, but by and large, yeah. Uh, Maya? Something, Marie, yeah, we had a couple, not couple, quite a few patients that we did treat for engorgement with breast massage. And then with the next baby, they were doing that type of breast massage right after the baby was born. And most of them told us that they did not experience severity of engorgement that time. Oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. interesting. And so that brings us actually to the other study we did, which was what moms thought in terms of the benefit of doing the massage on their on their own at home, yeah. and okay. that they and that they found it um, helpful. Uh, that you know about ninety five percent of moms found that it was beneficial to do the um, massage. But having that instruction in the office was helpful. That. Uh, you know, so, and it did change, being instructed on that did change. So what we found is 
prior to that instruction in the office, you know, we asked them what things they were doing to help with engorgement. So like, were they using cabbage leaves? Were they using Mm. cool compresses? Were they using massage or pumping? And what we found is, you know, about 21% of people were pumping, about 40 people were, 40% were using massage, maybe 9% cool compresses, about 20% um, warm compresses. No one was using cabbage leaves. So then we instructed them on the principles of the therapeutic breast massage, the hand expression, and that this was something they could do at home. And we found that the statistically more people were feeding their baby more frequently, were using reverse pressure softening. So about 3% were doing it before they came to see us, about 17% after. They were using cool compresses more frequently. And then they also statistically changed kind of how they did the massage. So before they came to see us, not many, most people were like massaging towards the areola. And then after they saw us, they started doing the massage more up to the armpit. And all of the moms found that this was helpful information. And it was a helpful tool that they felt empowered and that they, it was something that they could do on their own at home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the, the pain again, uh, because I want to make the distinction that we talked about early in the show, which is, is hand expression the same? No. Is massage the same? No. It's really a combination. But uh, what about hand expression? Uh, would you say that when you are hand expression, would you say that that's a painful process? Because some people think it is. I don't believe that it should be painful. And many times, I the way that I teach hand expression is whatever way you're doing hand expression, you do it without pain, and it should be expressing milk. So there are different techniques of hand expression. And I did see uh, your podcast, and I agree that Francine using the method that works for her really well. But sometimes I question that every... Is one size fits all. We need to teach mom to be able to express on herself the way that it works. Yes. For yes. So yes. that's my definition of hand expression. I'm doing things a little bit differently than, um, let's say, Shelly Marmette technique, which is a wonderful technique. I was never yes. taught to push back when I am expressing. So I go straight directly teach mom to compress behind the nipple and find the right spot, sweet spot, mm-hmm. magic spot. Sweet spot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I teach mom hand expressing during my workshops, the milk is flying like you would not. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, but it should be done. It's not about how much pressure to use. It's about expressing in the right spot. Uh, Shelly Marmette and I had a good conversation, and and Jean Cotterman and I had several good uh, conversations, and I have the good fortune to have uh, Jean's drawings, which was really great, because, of course, as you know, rest in peace, Jean is no longer with us, Mm -hmm. but... But Shelly Marmette and I talked just a little bit about the difference in hand expressing in the colostral phase versus when you've got a full supply of milk. Do you think that there's a difference in those techniques? What's your stance on this? It depends how much colostrum mom is getting. If it's a smaller oh, amount, good point. Yep. If, yep. if it's a smaller amount, she might need to stop to kind of get that drop out by either syringe or into the spoon. But it's, again, uh, the hand expression art in Russia is so high (laughs) that uh, I would say probably um, they do more hand expressions than pumping ever. 
So, and I was taught this this way, so I can say probably we can hand express very efficiently colostrum or milk. But the milk will be flying, the colostrum probably not going to be flying just yet. Sure, sure. And Maya brings up a really important point there, which is some women have just a little colostrum. Some have as much as 100 mLs, which is a little over three ounces in a day. Now, I think that is unusual, but it certainly is possible. Uh, So in which case, that's going to I hate to use the word behave, but yeah, it's going to behave a little bit more uh, as though she had uh, the milk phase rather than the colostral phase. That's my only point. Uh, So we are just about to go to break, but this has been hugely informative. And when we come back, I'm sure that both Ann Witt and Maya Bowman are going to have plenty more to enlighten and inform us. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. 
To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuzzo, your host for Born to be Breastfed, and I have with me today uh, Maya Bowman and Ann Witt. So, ladies, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about the differences in hand expression techniques, and I would say there are several that are kind of out there, if you will, but... If you were to give just one take-home message about these differences in hand expression techniques, what would it be? Well, I would add the breast massage, gentle breast massage prior trying to express. If mm-hmm. mom is not getting any milk out, sometimes it helps her to relax, get oxytocin flow, and then uh, the milk expression will be much easier. The other things, don't be afraid to make a mistake or not find the right spot right away. It's, oh, right. Mm-hmm. It's different. The way that I explain sometimes, many people are visual or kinesthetic. They learn by um, envisioning things. Uh, the one lactation consultant in Russia, Tatiana Kondrashova, uses the uh, uh, broccoli. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, imagine the broccoli upside down inside the breast, and the broccoli stem ends up right into the nipple. So we need to find that broccoli stem and gently compress right on that stem. So sometimes it helps mothers to visualize the placement of the hands. I would not say inches or centimeters because we are dealing with different cultures. Yeah, yeah. I am from metric system. I cannot visualize an inch. So that's that's one thing that uh, finding that right spot and then gently compressing right, trying to bring your fingers together behind the nipple. And then you're going to start seeing colostrum flowing. And then mothers will use their hands to in the right spot right away when they know how their breast feels. Yeah, I, I like the broccoli example because really anatomically, if we're <laughs> going to talk about anatomy here, it, it, you're right. The broccoli uh, is, a, I've never heard that one. I yeah. tell people it's like little pearls underneath there. And when you feel the little pearls, that's, that, that's probably yeah. the sweet spot. Probably the sweet spot. The other yeah. thing that um, I was taught by Tatiana Kondrashova in Russia that three finger techniques using, and it's in our video. So it's not only expressing with one hand, but adding the fingers on the other hand at the same time when you're compressing and pushing the milk out. It's just in will increase the flow of the milk tremendously. So sometimes it's two more fingers, but watch our video and you will see what we meant. The milk is flowing from just using two hands, not just one hand. Yes, and I guess I want to add that's especially important for women with really large breasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so what about a situation where a mom just plain cannot get enough uh, milk when she is engorged? What's your number one recommendation there? Probably would say to work more on a swelling and uh-huh. uh, doing more massage, doing more icing or cold compresses. And then skin-to-skin skin with the baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. That's going to encourage that 
uh, oxytocin flow. And, and when doing the massage, to really focus on the nipple and areola. So doing kind of like even using your thumbs and just gently using some olive oil and gently massaging backwards oh. with your thumbs away from the nipple, just in the areola area. If you can soften that area, it almost can release a little pressure so that the milk can start dripping out. Um, oh, oh! You just said the magic word. I think that olive oil is for for everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's olive really oil has a lot of magic, and we don't use think of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, can one of you talk to us a little bit about some specific situations where breast massage or hand expression could help? I'm thinking especially about uh, low milk supply, but are there other situations where that would just jump to your mind as, "Wow, this is what we got to do." So, I mean, I agree with you, low milk supply. Uh, a lot of times using your hands can, when you're thinking about low milk supply, you're focusing on emptying the breast is one way to help increase your milk production. And a lot of times your hands can target the specific spots that haven't been emptied as well. Also, the hand expression can kind of help you get some more frequency. Mm. Also, m- massage is going to help release oxytocin, which helps your milk let down and is further going to support your supply. So, yes, low milk supply. Other examples would be things we have kind of talked about that we did in the study. So it would be engorgement, would be any type of pain, um, plug ducts, mastitis. I'm going to end with one story of a mom who came in to see me because she had had convinced she had chronic yeast. And she had gone to see so many people and had yeast and, you know, she had tried every diflucan, all this stuff. And she had this persistent pain in her one breast. And so while we were doing the history, I was just massaging her, doing the therapeutic breast massage the entire time. And then her pain resolved. And she said, oh, my gosh, my pain hasn't been gone in over a month. I didn't think that was possible. Um, Right there in the office? Right there in the office. So I resolved her, quote, yeast pain by doing massage in the office. Um, And so kind of just realizing that touch um, is important. And kind of being and sometimes resolving a little bit of the milk sitting around or what we call milk stasis can that can also be contributing to chronic. So, and how far, how many days postpartum was this woman? Oh, this was a mom. This this was she was uh, probably two or three months postpartum. I mean, she had had Uh she was more in chronic pain situation. So probably had gotten through the immediate postpartum period. And everything had been fine. And then she developed some pain um, situation where people were thinking about yeast or bacterial infections. They weren't sure what was going on. Well, and that's a reasonable thing to think. But interesting that just in the time that you were sitting there doing Mm -hmm. it, you could resolve that. Costs nothing no right. side effects. How good is this, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, be, we got to go really soon, but can somebody give me a really quick rundown? What are the further questions that we need to ask about this topic? So I would say um, the biggest thing is having it repeated in a lot of different studies, settings with different people doing it. So reproducing is always important. The other thing important is the one study saw a decrease in moms with mastitis, a decrease in pain. So that rate people ask me, so that means we don't need to have antibiotics. And that question, oh. has not, that question hasn't been answered at all. I agree. So I agree. No, yep. No study on that. So we still have to go with the principles of, you know, if you're having acute mastitis type symptoms and you can't resolve those symptoms in a day or two, that it is really important 
to be plugging in with your physicians and make sure antibiotics that are used appropriately until someone does a study answering those questions. And I would like to add that I think it's very empowering to women to learn how to work with their breast and make themselves feel better. And yeah, once they yeah. can do it themselves, they feel like really, really, I can do it. I can resolve this thing. We do teach workshops here in our office and we do it like three, four times a year for lactation consultant, doctors, nurse practitioners. They come and learn techniques with us. That's very hands-on. So we encourage people to come in and learn with us. And we have information on our website about the future workshops. Uh, and tell us, uh, quick, 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 tell us where your website is. It's um, www.bfmedneo. So B is in breastfeeding, F is in feeding, M is in medical, ED, NEO for Northeast Ohio, breastfeeding medicine in Northeast Ohio. You just put that Got in. it. And, and when is your next workshop coming up? Already full, October 15. But uh-huh. we're working on getting the dates uh, for the next year. We'll Which put on website. Early spring, uh-huh. we'll have another one. Early spring. All righty. And you're in Cleveland, as I remember, yes. right? Yes. Yes. All righty. Well, that's all the time that we have today, but there's a lot, lots of more information that you can get by going to their website, downloading the uh, handout, signing up for a workshop, and stand by because I'm sure that we will be uh, entertaining questions. You may send questions to podcast at borntobebreastfed.com. I will pass them on to Anne and Maya. Meanwhile, thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you, Anne Bo- uh, Maya Bowman. Thank you, Anne Witt. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And everybody, just remember, in the week coming, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.